You are listening to the Thursday, late Thursday, afternoon catch-up episode of In Love With The Process. How are you? What's happening? Um, I just uh, took a little lunch break. I've been editing all day, and I figured I would uh, take about 15 minutes and catch up with all of you. What's going on? Uh, Big shout-out, big thank you to everybody who's been listening to the show religiously. Our numbers are super high um, we've had the largest month. So January was the largest month so far in the show's history. And I know I'm saying that a lot lately, and it just goes to show how much we're growing and how many new listeners are out there. Um, I think we had, you know, 35,000 plays, uh, like, uh, last week. And it's, that's a lot of people, man. There's a lot of you out there listening. I don't think it really has uh, sunk in with me how many of you are out there uh, listening to the show. And uh, I hope you guys are feeling welcome. I hope you guys are feeling heard, as they say. And uh, there's lots of great episodes on the way. Uh, I just finished editing next week's show, which is a photographer-model duo, which is pretty awesome. It talks about uh, finding your muse. Um, And there's a bunch of other really great ones in the can, so... Stick around for good stuff. Let's see. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. I just had some soup this afternoon. Uh, past couple days has been pretty good. I've been uh, nursing a sore back because I went and did a shoot last weekend. Uh, two long days for a friend of mine. And I really didn't stretch. And I really didn't get myself in the right uh, you know, physical place before I went carting around C-stands and <clears throat> setting up lights. I'm uh, feeling the age this week. <laughs> I'm not an old prick, but I'm, you know, a middle-aged guy. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny how much your body sort of kicks back at you uh, and doesn't allow you to do the stuff that I used to do in my 20s, which was like run around, do everything by myself. Um so I went and uh, was asked by my buddy Lance. You guys know Lance. He's been on the show. He was producing and acting in a little short film, and he asked if I would come on board and just uh, light it for him. And uh, I did. It was, uh, it's been a while since I've been on uh, a stranger set as just a crew person. Um, <clears throat> so he wasn't directing it. Um, Noelle Miller was directing it, and she did such a, a great job on set. She, it was really fun to watch her interact with uh, actors, her fellow actors. I think she's an actor as well. I think that was the deal. I think she's an actor-director. Um, and it was interesting to watch uh, the team sort of really figure out how to capture a well-rehearsed scene from what I understand, uh, they're all in the same acting class and they had done the scene, rehearsed the scene and performed the scene in front of the class and the <clears throat> they thought it was so great that they wanted to film it. And so it was fun to watch talent that had the scene down, like down, down, like like literally they were breathing that, that scene, um, which really made uh, the shoot go faster. Uh, which was interesting to see. Um, and I couldn't help, while I was there, I couldn't help but uh, think about 
the interview that um, I had listened to on Mark Maron's podcast with what's his name, the director of the Warriors. Um, it's not George Miller. God damn it! I know you guys are like Mike. This is who it is. My brain's not working, guys. Anyway, he was talking about how, in his opinion, um, it is the job of a director to direct, not to be an acting coach. Um, And he's like, it's all about casting and casting people that know how to act and know how to perform the scenes. And uh, it just makes directing not easier, but it really gives you the time and energy to focus on the craft, which was cool. I, I really saw that. Uh, last weekend when I was lighting this thing, um, that they really knew exactly what they were doing and, and how they were blocking it. And so I could be incredibly precise about how I was lighting it. It was also an interesting shoot because, you know, it's friends doing it for friends and the budget is kind of scaled back. So I had to scale back my lighting gear. And so I was attempting a bunch of new techniques that I hadn't I had seen, but I wanted to sort of try in theory, and I was doing a whole lot of like skip bounce lighting, uh, which essentially I was using um, like apertures, what is it? Is it a 600D, right? By the way, the 600 puts out so much light that I'm barely, like I have it at like 5%. Um, And they're not a sponsor, but I was just noticing that. I was like, man, I should probably get a 300. Um, So I was using that unit with a spotlight fixture on it. And we were shooting in a very tight room, like a very tight bedroom situation. And so I was placing that unit behind the camera wherever I could and sort of shooting it and bouncing it off of either a flex fill or a gold fill or um, a wall when I had to. Um, But oftentimes I was like putting fills just under frame. So I would bounce it just under frame and it would give uh, a general ambience to the room. I find that the hardest thing to do when you're in a tight space like that is light a room that is essentially at night with table lamps on, right? Because your first notion is like, all right, well, if I didn't have a ceiling, I'd put units above and sort of replicate what the table lamp is doing on the bed or if I didn't have this third wall, then I would, you know, bring a couple units back there and make a soft source. Um, so the challenge was like in a very small, tight space where you also have to cram not only the two actors, but the director, the camera person, the sound guy. And then where can I hide lights and where can I hide light units that are still giving that, you know, beautiful look, um, and so we did. I did a lot of like bouncing. So I would shoot from the other side of the room that wasn't on frame with a spotlight into a bounce source. Um, and then that would be um, a key. And it worked well because I literally didn't have enough room for what would be the back side of a light. Like I, I didn't have enough room for that. Not to mention like if you're going to do like a really good soft source, you usually have a unit plus another three, four feet, and then some sort of diffused source, or you have a soft box that sort of comes out three feet. Um, and we just didn't have room for that. So it was literally me taking a tiny flex fill, cramming it over the camera or next to the camera, and then taking the larger light 
unit and, and jettisoning it from across the room into that. And it gave some pretty cool results, man. It was, it was an interesting experiment um, and uh, a lot of fun. The other thing that I forgot about, and it's been a while since I've been on a young set, because these, these uh, folks that were working on are very talented people, but they're in their, you know, they're in their early 20s, mid 20s, maybe some of them in their late 20s. And they still have sort of that energy, that sort of film school energy, film student energy. And there's still a lot of learning to be done on a set like that. And even though I, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> God, man, nothing like listening to your podcast as clear as throat. Um, even though I felt, well, I mean, it's true. I was the guy that had the most experience on that set. I still found myself learning um, from a lot of these folks and watching how they were doing things and sort of absorbing um, their process, which was, which was fun. It was a lot of fun to do. Um, and, you know, it's always nice to be able to go and protect a friend, especially an actor friend. And I knew that Lance was really hunting for this stuff to be good, not only for his acting reel, but for the film itself. And so I was kind of brought in. I, I kind of felt like Harvey Keitel in uh, Pulp Fiction, you know? Like it was like the wolf. <laughs> Um, which is fun. There was an interesting thing, too, where it's been a while since I've worked for a stranger, right? So I really didn't know the director that well. I had just met her that day. And there's a sense of intimidation, I think, that another director might feel if there's a more experienced director on set. And so I really tried to establish myself as the guy that worked for her, as the guy that was just using my lights and using... Uh, his hands more than being a director. But there were definitely times where I could see what she, like she'd find herself in a corner or she was trying to figure out an option. And so I had to teach myself how to suggest things um, without, you know, being too strong of a presence. Do you know what I mean? And I thought I did a pretty good job. It was interesting. It was an interesting uh, shoot. Um, two days, <laughs> you know the deal. Like you go in there and the, it's going to be eight hours. No, nah, it's not. It's going to be like 12 hours, 13 hours. Um, but uh, it was fun. It was a, a couple of really great shots and a, and a couple, I think one of the things that I walked away with that I'm going to use the most, and it was something that I got to do uh, as a director, watching a scene get blocked out or shot first take um, and not being the director that is uh, responsible for what's happening was that I was able to actually walk around the actors while they were doing their first take and examine whether or not the position that we were in was the best one. And I kind of like that. I got to try to remind myself to do that. I almost feel like the first time... And I'm sure a lot of it can be done in rehearsal, but I feel like as soon as you start rolling, everything is put together the way it should be. And I, there's a piece of me that wants to walk around a performance on the first take and just see, see if I'm thinking about it correctly. Because I ended up finding like this really interesting 
new angle which changed her coverage after that. Um, and it became incredibly emotional and incredibly impactful because I was able to spot it. And uh, I think a lot of the time when we're putting together our coverage, it's us sitting down at a desk, right? You know what I'm talking about. You sit down at a desk, you're reading the script, and maybe you're just not very visual, and maybe you're just like, here's the coverage I need. I need a two, I need a master, I need a two shot, I need it over and out over in this insert and that insert, right? Basic. Um, and then with me, I storyboard and see things in my head visually. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to draw this really interesting master. I'm going to draw this interesting over the shoulder that means this and that. But I'm not there, right? And there's something to be said about existing in the light and moving through the light um, and seeing what it does uh, to physical objects, right? Like if it is silhouetted, uh, is it actually coming through the hair and is it coming through the clothes? And then if it is coming through the clothes, like what, is the, what does that mean emotionally? Um, and then, you know, we ended up finding this really like super sexy, intimate, close-up moment that was backlit in a doorway. And I just saw it. It would have been uh, a much different thing if I was planning for that and I was trying to light that, right? But I just saw it there. And so at that point, it was pretty pretty simple. I just had to move a rim light in um, and then maybe add a little bounce. But anytime I brought in bounce, it was usually just for safety. Um, and then uh, Gene is cooking in the background, by the way. That's what that noise is. <laughs> Aggressively aggressively cooking in the background. <laughs> she's making like a vegetable dish. Sounds like she's murdering the animal. And done. Okay. Not really. So yeah, man, it was it was an interesting thing to uh, be on a set and not feel the anxiety of being in charge, you know, which was cool. And I was able to walk away with a bunch of new tricks and tips for myself, and hopefully I can remember them next time I'm on set. And I guess I bring this up because, you know, whenever I talk to younger folks uh, that are listening to the show that want to get into the film business, they're always like... I want to be a director and what's the fastest way to me for me to become a director and I, <laughs> yeah she's got it and I'm always saying to them like oftentimes you're going to learn the best stuff when you're just on set and you're just in that space and there's no such thing as wasted time when it's on set and if you find yourself on set on your phone, if you find yourself disconnected uh, and you feel very distant from what's happening, get yourself into the action. Get yourself into the place. Stand behind monitor. Stand just off set. Stand and watch the performance from different angles. Ask yourself, is there another angle? Like, what would your coverage be when you're watching a master shot be shot on set? It's a great place to learn the theory of filmmaking, you know? 
So, uh, yeah, that's all. Wanted to tell you that story and uh, let you guys know that uh, there's a bunch of really cool stuff on the way. I was just on the phone with uh, Boca Rentals yesterday, and we're talking about putting together a contest to uh, give away some free rentals. They have a bunch of really interesting stuff coming out this year. Um, I've been in talks. I most likely am going to be in Vegas this year for NAB. I don't know how many of you go to Las Vegas for, for NAB, but uh, I think we'll be doing something there this year. Um, and uh, let's see what else is going on. I just got to fucking edit. I got to get this goddamn movie done that I'm working on right now. And my goal is to have it finished by the end of the month. So I'm kind of in a hard hustle mode. Uh, in between doing the B. Miller stuff and doing the podcast stuff and doing multiple meetings all week. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Anyway, I figured I'd just sort of catch in with you. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Apparently, uh, business is kicking up, man. So a lot of people are starting to work right now. If you're in Los Angeles, apparently Warner Brothers just approved a bunch of of new productions and new shows. So if you're a crew person out here, there's plenty of work. Um, And uh, maybe you're just, you know, in the kitchen making vegetables and banging pots and pans around all day. You know, that could also be your job. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm ranting and rambling. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, stay tuned. Tuesday, great episode on the way and many more uh, on In Love With The Process. Thanks.